Welcome to the Diversity at Work podcast, where we unpack what it's really going to take to close the gender gap in the workplace. Here is your host, leadership coach and diversity consultant, Andrea Jansen. Hi, it's Andrea Jansen here, and this episode is a little bit different. I invited Trudy Dyer, who is the executive director of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society on the podcast, but we're not talking about her. We're actually talking about me and how she saw this potential in me that I did not see in myself. She offered me an opportunity, and immediately my reaction was to say no. Thoughts of imposter syndrome filled my head, and I wanted to bring her on the podcast to really share how she stepped up to the plate, how she was able to kind of get my thoughts in check and allow me to see this opportunity for what it really was, a way for me to get out of my comfort zone and into that zone where the magic happens. I am so excited that Trudy agreed to come on and share this story with you. Hey, before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to take a minute to tell you about Ambitious Every Day. It is all of the exercises that I take my coaching clients through in the form of a journal to help you focus and take action towards your goals. And here's the great news. If you subscribe to our newsletter, you get 11 pages of the journal for free as a PDF right to your inbox. So head on over to ambitiontheory.ca and sign up. Hi, Trudy. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Can you introduce yourself and explain what you do? Yeah, sure. I'm really excited that you did invite me to be on your podcast. I have to admit and also say that I've always dreamed of being on a podcast. So you're like, you're checking something off my box uh, of my to-do items today. So my name is Trudy Dyer and I'm the regional director of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in Atlantic Canada. And I work with constituents in our community to inspire them to fundraise to support our blood cancer community. Awesome. So there's a very special reason that you are on the podcast today. But before I reveal that, I want to go back. I think it was November when we first met. Was mm-hmm. um, I was a speaker at Steve Foran's uh, CEO group, and he was actually on this podcast. So uh, you can go back and listen to it. He was on season one, episode 40. He talks about gratitude at work. And he asked me to come in and do a talk, be the guest speaker in the CEO group that you are a part of. And every presentation that I do, and if you listen to my podcast, you probably heard me talk about this before, is I have this slide and it's an image and I'm going to describe it to you. It is a small circle that says your comfort zone and it is a big circle with the sun and bright colors that says where the magic happens. And that is the number one rule of working with me. That is the number one rule I tell people when they sit through one of my presentations. And I want you to just share with me because I don't, I've never actually asked you this before. Um, What about that presentation stuck with you? Yeah, so that presentation, I actually feel like was a a bit of a turning point, because the thing that stuck with me the most was maybe where I felt like I was at um, in my career, in my role, and how I had been, um, you know, sponsored or mentored in the past in my career, and then what that maybe looked like moving forward. But the postcard that you gave definitely stuck with us, because I put it in the back of my notebook. And I felt like I was at a position where, 
if I was going to to kind of move to some next steps, I needed to be brave and step outside of my comfort zone and push myself to do things that were uncomfortable. So that really stuck with me. And I, I kept going back and looking to it over the next couple of weeks. And it's actually still in the back of my notebook right now. I, I still reference back to it. So I think that was probably the, the biggest thing that I left that with. Okay, so fast forward till January, you invited me out for coffee. And I just thought you wanted to have a nice little chat and so I said, yes, we met. And I want to actually, before we actually had that coffee, I want you to just describe your intentions of that coffee meeting that you booked with me. <laughs> my my ulterior motive, I guess, that I had uh, going out in the background. So yeah, so we had um, decided to launch this new campaign in the nonprofit that I worked for that was all about bringing leaders together in the community who were relentless towards um, achieving a mission and who were willing to kind of be brave and step outside of their comfort zone and do something that hadn't been you know, done or wasn't commonly being done. And the when I was thinking about who we could have that could participate in this campaign, I kept going back to that postcard that I had stuck in the back of, of my notebook and looked at and kept trying to think of who were those people? Who were those people I knew who were okay to step outside of their comfort zone that were willing to be brave and take a risk and take a leap? And you were the person who came to mind because you stood up there and you told us about that's where the magic happens. And, you know, we needed to be almost like relentless in that pursuit to to make that happen. So I invited you out for coffee with the idea of I'm going to sell this to Andrea and she's going to jump right on board because it's what she does every day. Okay. And so this was a big campaign. Ask. So I want to just describe what it is. So it's called because I want people to understand like how big this is. Yeah, so this this campaign is called Man and Woman of the Year, and it's a 10-week philanthropic competition where we have uh, community leaders, so we have men and we have women who have teams of people behind them who are competing in secret to raise the most amount of money in that given time frame to support the blood cancer community. So we were looking for people who are you know, willing to kind of step up and take a risk and inspire others to join them behind them to raise big amounts of money. We were looking for our candidates to set minimum goals of $10,000 with a collective goal in our community of raising a hundred grand. So it was, it was a big ask. It's not, hey, will you take a pledge sheet and go ask a few neighbors if they can donate 20 bucks. It was a big deal. Okay, and so I remember you asked me this and right away, it was, I was like, does she have the right person? And I really, you started saying like, we're looking for business leaders. We're looking for people who are willing to step up. And immediately in my mind was, I don't know why she's asking me because I am not this person that she is <laughs> describing. And I know in my coaching program um, called Reignite Your Ambition, I have a unit called How to Overcome Imposter Syndrome. And it was literally like, when you asked me this, you, I felt like I was in the middle of my coaching program and all of those feelings and all the reasons why I was not the person to do this, why people would figure out if I did sign up that I wasn't worthy, that I didn't have enough connections, I didn't have the right communication skills. All of these things were going through my head. And I remember you sitting there looking at me. What was it like when that disconnect happened? Because in your mind, I was the person to do it. In my mind, I was not. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting because I mean that's you were going through. I think a lot of the thoughts that 
aren't uncommon when when anybody is asked to kind of do something that is maybe outside of their normal realm or where they think they're at. I mean, it's a an objection we get a lot of times when we ask people to kind of step up and do this. But I guess going through my mind at that moment was like, what do you mean you don't think you can do it, Andrea? Like, what do you mean you think you're an imposter? Like, you know, you told me about like these big decisions that you had made and you you started a business in a city that you had just moved to when you had brand new, like little kids at home and, you know, a husband who was busy working. I'm like, you can absolutely do this. But at the same time, I was trying to also keep track of like, why you felt you couldn't do it so that we could look at the things um, that we could actually turn those around and be like, no, all of these objections are actually opportunities. And that's why you would be great at this campaign. And I think you did a beautiful job of doing that for me. And it was literally, you took that postcard and I don't know if you had it with you, but you literally just gave me a taste of my own medicine. And that made me see this as an opportunity, as something that I potentially could do. And I could really get my mind around it and actually go from fear and almost shift into excitement. And I think you just reframed it in such a beautiful way. And I think for me, I was before this interview, I was just really thinking about what I wanted to ask you. And I know as an entrepreneur, I push myself out of my comfort zone all the time, but it's usually things that I think I want to do. So it's like, okay, I want to take my business to the next level. And one thing I did last year was I went and I spoke at a conference in Las Vegas. And I remember the day before the talk, there was a speaker networking event in a restaurant and I was there and that was probably the last time I felt really bad imposter syndrome. I felt like I didn't belong. I felt like who am I to think that I can be a speaker in Las Vegas and I felt that way but it was a little bit different than this opportunity because I had actually signed up and applied to speak at that conference. So I had created that opportunity myself knowing that that was what it's going to take to kind of get my business to the next level. In this case, This opportunity was not on my radar at all. And you kind of pushed me to take it on. And I think that's really different, but that's also really valuable because that is how you grow. And sometimes you don't see those opportunities yourself. You need someone to give it to you. Mm -hmm. So thank you for for giving me that opportunity (laughs) because I know like as an entrepreneur, I am my own boss. So I don't have a boss that is looking out for opportunities for me to really push me to that next level of growth to go where that magic happens. So you were that person. Oh, I mean, I, I'm just so proud of the fact too, that you, you saw the opportunity and you jumped on board to be able to take it. And I feel like that's our, our role as fundraisers. I mean, we work so hard to support the people that are affected by the disease in our communities across this country. And we need people who are willing to take those opportunities. So like, that's what we do is we have to look for kind of those shining moments as to where we can find those opportunities that are out there. And we can, we can also, it's, it's mutually beneficial, right? You are doing something to help our population and our community, but we can also provide something I think that can help our, our volunteers that jump on board with us. And it's, it doesn't go one, go one way. And I also remember saying to you too, and I don't remember if you remember this, but this isn't renovate Andrea's kitchen. So this isn't support Andrea so I can renovate my kitchen. This is support Andrea's so that we can join together and do something bigger in our community. And I think that that's kind of what it's all about, too, when it was jumping onto the opportunities. It's something that's bigger than yourself, right? Yeah, totally. And I do have to say, you talked about objections. And I 
kind of like whether I thought I could do it, whether I thought I could kind of step up to the challenge. I think by the end of our coffee, I was almost there, but I still had one thing in my mind that was going to be an objection was I did not have a personal connection to leukemia and lymphoma. And I thought that was going to be a hindrance to me stepping up and raising this money for the cause. And after we left that meeting, I got back to my office and literally on the bike ride home, because I ride my bike everywhere, I could think of just off the top of my head, 10 people that I knew that were affected. And I think I got home and I gave myself half an hour before I emailed you and said (laughs) that I was in. Yeah, it was it was pretty quick. Honestly, I think I had just drove back to the office and I got the email from you that you were that you were in. But I think you actually point out a really good point, too, which is that so many people think that they don't have a connection, but when they sit back and and they think about it, the unfortunate reality is blood cancer is the fourth most diagnosed cancer in our country. Um, And I mean, it's this country is pretty small. I mean, everything is kind of six degrees of separation away or sometimes even closer. So it's the sad reality is it doesn't take long for us to think of those that we love. And who doesn't know somebody who's been impacted by cancer? And I remember us talking as well about the fact that the research that's done for blood cancer goes on to support all different types of cancer diagnosis because it's easier to treat and isolate that single cell than that solid tumor mass. And I mean, that kind of speaks to it. We all know somebody who, who's been affected by, by cancer as a diagnosis. So we all have an opportunity as well to be able to step up and do something about it and leave our legacy on that cancer world. Totally. Um, and that's kind of one thing, like, that's what got me excited. And so I made a plan. I was in. Things are going great. And then the pandemic hit. And Trude, I want to talk about what that was like for you, the, this pandemic and how you're coping. Yeah, I mean, the world kind of went upside down on its head is, is a way to look at it. It felt like we were chugging towards that campaign. We were originally supposed to kick off the end of March and things were going great. You as one of our, our candidates, you were ready to go and we were ready to support you. And then everything went upside down and those those first couple of days on a personal level, like to share, um, my husband had been diagnosed with blood cancer five years ago, and that was a very scary time. And I kept thinking kind of through that mid-March, I've been here before, I felt this feeling before, what is it? And then it hit me like a ton of bricks one day, which is, of course, I know what this feeling is like. And it took me back to five years ago when he was diagnosed and all of those feelings of uncertainty that we felt at the time. And Um, you know, I even think about talking about being outside of your comfort zone, there was nothing that felt more uncomfortable than to be, you know, just, you know, I wasn't newly married, but we were still a young couple and just bought our house and all of these things. And then a cancer diagnosis kind of hits you across the face and you're uncertain about what the future holds. And you know, there's people out there who've been affected like you have, but yet at the same time you feel all alone. And I feel like that's kind of what it feels like right now in the world that we're all in isolation, right? Is We know our community members and our friends and family are going through something similar to us, but at the same time, it feels very, um, very isolating, very, very alone, and you feel stuck. So there was definitely a few days of what are we going to do uh, with this campaign and what is going to move forward. And then when the reflection hit and it was like, cancer doesn't stop, eventually COVID will be over and we will be able to return to some sort of normalcy in our lives. And I know we all hope that. But the reality is for our cancer patients, it it doesn't stop and they're still going through their treatments and they're still out there. So it was like, you know what, if cancer doesn't stop, this campaign uh, doesn't stop and we don't stop either. And we have such an incredible group of candidates like yourself who 
thankfully we're also on board and being like, no, I signed up for this opportunity. And, you know, you went outside the comfort zone, like you said, well, I feel like now we're in another galaxy of that postcard (laughs) and the comfort zone when it comes to COVID, but we've continued to step up and kind of stay the course for supporting that cause because cancer doesn't stop. And that's the reality. Totally. And I remember this line that I don't know if I came up with it or you came up with it or Vanessa came up with it, but this concept of like cancer isn't canceled. And Mm -hmm. when you guys reached out to me to say it's still on, I did have a conflict because I'm trying to deal with my three kids. I'm trying (laughs) to keep my business going. And I was like, do I still have capacity to do this? Because it was a lot, I have to be honest. And I did think about dropping out. But then I realized like now is not the time because you need people. I've never used the word relentless to describe myself before, but it was like, yeah, I need to step up and be that relentless person because that is what we need to do. Like you guys still have research that you need to fund. And if campaigns like this are canceled, that means research is canceled. And that means you can't serve the families. And it was just this thing that I'm like, okay, I've got to double down. It's going to be harder, but yeah, I am still in. And you guys were there to support me. And I want to talk about something really interesting. So originally you said the goal for fundraising was $10,000. And then after this happened and we kind of had to, everybody's at home. So all these events we couldn't do anymore. You guys actually lowered my goal and it was interesting because I have this happen to my clients all the time. I always get people to set goals when they do coaching with me. And a lot of the times people set goals that are too low. And this happened to me. So this $5,000 goal that you guys had set for me, the first person I called said, Andrea, that goal is too low. And if you raise that much money, I will match it. And I was like, okay, we are serious. We are in that magic zone after the first call, um, the first person that I talked to since the campaign started. So we're definitely in that magic zone. And then I brought it back to my team because I have a beautiful, wonderful team of 11 people that are helping me to fundraise for this. I brought it to the team and they said, Andrea, that new goal is too low. We need to make it bigger. And this thing of really, it goes back to like what you think you're capable of and what you actually are capable of. And there's usually this gap between what you see yourself as being capable and what others see as you being capable of. And just as this is this other opportunity for me to see that, you know what, people believe I'm capable of more. And it's just really fascinating to to be that person because I usually I'm on the other side as the coach, really challenging people to step up. And so Trudy, you and your team have given me this opportunity, not only to step up, serve the community, raise money, do something awesome, but also an opportunity for my own personal growth. So thank you for that one. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for being one of our candidates and uh, jumping on board. Um, so now I want to talk about my campaign. And what it is, it is a 10-week fundraising campaign for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And we have matches, so that means donations double. And you can actually donate to my campaign and any amount helps. So even something as small as $25 would be much appreciated. And I have a really awesome website that Trudy and her team created for me. It is tinyurl.com forward slash cancer isn't canceled. So 
If you can, I would really appreciate a donation towards my campaign. It ends on June 16th, right, Trudy? Uh, yeah, June 18th, actually, isn't it? So, I don't know. <laughs> that's awful to say. I I'll say know, June that's... 16th, just in case. So yeah, make a donation by June 16th. And also, Trudy, I want to talk about getting out of your comfort zone and pushing other people to do that because you have this beautiful gift of doing that. So I want you to think about something that people can do this week. And I end every podcast with an action that people can do within 24 hours. So if you're looking for people that are looking around and they're like, you know what, that person has so much potential. I really want to push them. I want to give them an opportunity. I want to make some magic happen for them. What can you do? Do you have any ideas for people? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I mean, I think for me, it's thinking about like, Think about those people in your life that you, that you know that are special, that you know could do something that maybe they're not currently doing, and maybe just have a conversation with them about um, what are maybe some opportunities that you could think of for them? What are something that would be challenging, but you know that they could achieve? And maybe ask them the question of, why do you think you can't do it? Because I think that when you figure out what those objections are, you'll find out that those objections turn into those opportunities. And you might have set the spark in somebody that can encourage them to go out and do something that they thought wasn't possible. And I'll also add that I think it is equally, if not more rewarding to help somebody determine what their opportunities are and what their strengths are and what they can do than it is to even discover them yourself and go do it. So I think that that's a a special thing that you can do somebody that is really serving somebody that, that you, you care about or that you think has the opportunity to do something special. Amazing. That was so amazing. Trudy, I just, I just love that about you so much. So thank you for sharing that and kind of turning it into this really actionable step that people can do to help others create opportunities, go to that magic zone, step up into their potential and do something awesome. So thank you so much for coming on my podcast and doing this interview. I, I just, I love spending time with you. I learn from you and I love this, this level of growth that you have pushed me into during this crazy time in the world. Thanks, Andrea. And best of luck with your campaign. I'm not supposed to pick, pick a favorite. Uh, it's, it's secret and, and we want everybody to win because when you all win, our cancer community wins, but I'll be rooting for you from the, uh, from the sidelines. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Hi there. Before you go, I was wondering if I could ask you a huge favor. Can you click on iTunes and give the podcast a five-star review and also a comment? This would mean the world to me. It also helps us to spread the word about the podcast and attract higher profile guests. We want to be able to deliver thought leadership around diversity and inclusion every single week and having more reviews on iTunes will help us to do that and help us to keep the show going for free for you. So please head to iTunes right now, give us a five-star review and leave us a comment. Thanks so much. 